The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Each year, the parents of Jesus went to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. And when Jesus was 12 years old, they went up according to the festival custom. After they had completed its days as they were returning, the boy Jesus remained behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Thinking he was in the caravan, they journeyed for a day and looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. But not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, seated in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his, under and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you with great anxiety. But Jesus said to them, why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they didn't understand what he said to them. Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. Jesus advanced in wisdom and age and favor before God and man. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, as I said, I think it's kind of clever or devious that the church would place this feast of the Holy Family in the midst of Christmas. Um, and yet, <clears throat> maybe it's so appropriate because we are around each other a lot. And we see not only the good things, but also some of our weaknesses and things that we are lacking. And so we all want to be a holy family. And I suspect the best way for us to become a holy family is to do exactly what we're doing right now. We're coming together in prayer. So for a, a, a family to be holy, they have to pray together. And there's lots of different ways of thinking about families. There's our, our nuclear family. There's our parish family. There's our different communities, different communities, different ways. And, and so it's important for all of us to be praying with one another. Like our staff, uh, we pray for you uh, every time we gather together, oftentimes by name, and we have petitions. So it's important for us to become holy together by praying together. Now, Mary and Joseph would have taught Jesus, insofar as he was human, how to pray. So if you go to the book of Psalms in the Bible, you'll see the, 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 the prayer book of the Jewish people. And within that prayer book, within the way of the notion of prayer for the Jewish people, it could be really in three categories. There are prayers of blessings, prayers of, of praise, and prayers of remembrance. So these would be the three suggestions that I would have that you would make your family holy is to always praise, to always bless, and to always remember. Every time I would see this particular man, I knew 
that he was going to say thank you or he was going to see something that I'd done maybe in the Catholic advance or something in the parish and compliment me on it. And he generally would mean it. For him, the basis of his relationship with everyone was that of praise and support. That person in my life was Bishop Gerber. In your life, there's probably others, people who always compliments, supports you, and praises you. Always looking at something good that you're doing and pointing it out to you. This is how we praise one another. This is also how we praise our Lord. Jesus knew this. He was taught this by Mary and Joseph. Remember in the Gospels it said, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and of earth. So in order to have a holy family, a family will praise one another. Jesus also understood blessings. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. Those are the Beatitudes. They're from Matthew chapter 5. Rather than seeing the weaknesses of poverty or of mourning or of meekness as a curse, Jesus blesses them. He blesses these absences or these evils, making something bad or difficult into a manner of receiving God's blessings. We could do the same thing in our families, couldn't we? Rather than seeing what we do not have, we could look and give gratitude and blessing for the things that we do have. Doing this makes us good stewards rather than greedy persons. To make your family a holy family, always bless. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. He knew the lesson of remembering from his childhood home well. The Jewish people understood the importance of remembering a good story. The story of their exodus was a pivotal moment in their history. What are your family's stories? What are your family exodus stories? Now, my family, um, I, I have to remember to do this because I just presume that they know, but they don't. So I have nieces. I have great nieces and nephews. Probably very soon we'll have great, great nieces and nephews. Does that make me old? No, good. I was afraid it did. But I've got to tell them the story. So the Van Haverbeek family, we came over. Leopold, he had a great mustache, real big old handle. You know, I used to have a pretty good mustache too, but it would be gray now. But nonetheless, I digress. But Leopold came over with his wife from Belgium, and she died on the way, and they had 10 children. And Leopold then worked in West Virginia in the coal mines, and he remarried, and then he purchased through a catalog in the fall of one year a greenhouse in a little town called Eureka, Kansas. And then they traveled with all the kids to Eureka, Kansas in the spring of that year. And that was a mistake because the previous owners, they left in the fall of that year. 
So you can imagine what their stock was like in the greenhouse. It was all dead. And my great-grandmother would tell the story <clears throat> of how they arrived there and how all, of their, 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 the, all the plants were dead. And they had to rely upon God in order to get the business started again. And then the story of how she would, whenever the storms would come in Kansas, as it often does, and in Eureka they have tornadoes and lots of hail, that she would get out her holy water and she would bless all of the panes of glass, because they didn't have plexiglass back then, and she would, she would bless all of the greenhouses and none of the panes of glass were broken. So that's a story in my Van Haverbeek heritage that was passed down from them to my father to me, and now I need to make sure that I pass it on down to my nieces and nephews and so on. This is the way we remember to make your family a holy family. Remember. So it might be rather cunning of the church to place this feast of the holy family in the midst of Christmas, but perhaps these suggestions will be applicable to you. While I live alone, I come from a family. And today I don't have a nuclear family that I live with, but like Jesus, I have been asked by God the Father to create a family. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? And pointing to his disciples, he said, here is my mother. Here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. When Mary and Joseph taught Jesus to pray in blessing, praise, and remembrance, they also taught him how to create a holy family from his followers. So if you want to make your family a holy family, then always bless, always praise, and always remember.